Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you today? Um, It's (laughs) Labor Day's over and... um, For many of you, you're starting to feel a change in temperature, and then I live in Florida, so that's not happening here. So uh, (laughs) it's still a couple of months off. We seem to have dodged a bullet with Hurricane uh, Dorian, but uh, we have every confidence that there will be another one to come to take its place. So the last uh, few episodes, I've been reading a podcast review. So the message here is you guys hook me up with a review and give me a five-star rating, hopefully, and I will read your review in an upcoming episode. So so today I have one from Holly Loves Pods. She says, I started binging this podcast to prepare for an upcoming interview, and I'm confident I'll get hired thanks to the useful tips. I will recommend to my friends who need to brush up on interview skills. Can't wait to listen to the episodes I haven't had a chance to listen to yet. Thank you, Holly Loves Pods. I really appreciate that. I love doing interview coaching with my clients. I love talking about interviews. I love teaching interviews. I'm super passionate about that topic. And one of the comments that I get most frequently from my clients is that the actual interview that they go through is actually much easier than the coaching that I give them and the practice interviewing that we do. And my analogy is always, that's like that, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a donut that they put on the bat when they're in the on-deck circle. And they swing that around so that their bat is heavier. And the idea is when they take that donut off, their bat feels super light and they can swing it super fast. And so that's kind of what I want to do with you when I do interview coaching. So I am glad, thank you, Holly, that my podcast has been helpful in preparing you for an interview. I hope you get or have already gotten your dream job. All right, so what are we talking about today? We're talking about another topic that I am super passionate about for some obvious reasons, resume writers and career coaches. So one of the things that I said to you at the beginning of this three-month kind of arc is that I wanted to do kind of random topics without a particular theme and just really kind of hit some things that I'm getting questions about that clients are you know, asking me for coaching around and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of questions around resume writers and career coaches because it is an unregulated industry. So you don't have to have credentials to call yourself a resume writer or to call yourself a coach, a career coach or any other kind of coach. And there are so many out there that it can be very difficult to kind of decipher that. So I wanted to break it down in both cases with the resume writing and the career coaching into a, why would you need one? So maybe you do, maybe you don't. What, what would kind of let you know that you would need a resume writer or a career coach? And then if so, how do you know who to look for? How do you pick? Now, this may sound like I'm going to lead into, you know, I'm your obvious choice, but I'm not everybody's obvious choice. And there's lots of great resume writers and career coaches out there. And if I'm not your flavor, um, you know, you don't, I don't want you to come. Um, I don't want you to come talk to me if I'm not the right one for you. I want you to find the right ones. So as I said, this is not going to be a self-promotion episode. This is not going to be why you should hire me. I do want to tell you, 
from the perspective of my ability to speak on this topic, I am both a master resume writer and a certified coach. I'm a certified executive and leadership development coach. I'm also a certified job search strategist. So I have some definite opinions in this space. And I also spent, prior to this, I spent 22 years in college career services. You've heard me talk about that. And so I have come at this thing and I have really early career experience as a recruiter. I'm also doing outplacement work right now for corporations. Um, I just really have kind of seen this from every possible perspective. So I think I'm the right person to talk to you about this. So I, I, wanna, I wanna emphasize that episode 89 was about the differences between a life coach and a career coach. So kind of, this is a little bit of a broader one. This is, should you have a career coach? But if you're wondering, you know, should this career coach be a life coach? Should it be a, you know, some kind of certified career coach? Like, what am I looking for? You might wanna go back and listen to episode 89 as well. So what I talk about in that in that episode, I'm not going to obviously rehash it, but again, it's not a regulated industry. And so, you know, what does that mean? Well, I highly recommend that you do get a certified coach and a certified resume writer, but I want you to know that that in of itself does not mean you're going to get quality, right? So there's lots of different certifying agencies out there. Some, I, I think, are far superior to others. And the fact that someone doesn't have a certification does not mean that they're not great at what they do. So, you know, we're going to talk about kind of how do you sort through these people. I'm going to be getting into that. But I want to start with talking about career coaching because I think of the two topics, it's a little bit cleaner to talk about. So, as I said, I want to start with the why before we talk about the who. And so here are, I kind of thought of eight possible reasons that you would need a career coach. So number one, if you have been job searching for some time now and you're, you really have very little to show for it, you, you know that what you're doing isn't working and you want a result, a certain result, and you're willing to pay for it. So you're willing to step out of the what can I get for free, things like this podcast, which are fantastic, if I do say so myself. And I want to, I want to, I want to invest money in my career. I want to invest money myself. Now, please keep in mind that as I talk about career coach in this concept, in this kind of light, it's going to be specifically about the job search uh, because I'm kind of pairing it with resume writers. So obviously there are career coaches out there who specialize in different aspects of leadership. They specialize in, you know, um, politics, office politics, and corporate politics. There's all kinds of niches, but I'm going to talk about the career coach who works specifically in the job search space. So number one, you've been in the job search, you're not getting results, and you're willing to put money into getting the results you want. Number two, you know that job boards are ineffective, and that may very well tie into number one. That's all you've been doing, looking at job boards, applying to jobs online, you know that it's not working, but you don't know what the alternative is. So in this case, you really need somebody who has a program to take you through that's going to help you plan to launch and plan, plan and launch a more effective job search strategy. Number three, you are networking averse or networking shy, as I like to call it. So you know that networking is the name of the game. You know that that's what's going to take your career to the next level and really serve you 
throughout your career and you just don't have the skill set around it. You have a lot of thoughts about networking that are keeping you from networking. And so you want a, a kind of a, a career coach who's going to help you with not only the strategies for networking, but the mindset piece to get you out there and building your network. Number four, you're not confident in your interview skills, right? So you want to practice your interview skills with an expert who will help you gain the, the skills that you need, like the strategies to answer interview questions, different types of questions. And also, I think equally or more important is the confidence. I certainly see that with my clients, the confidence level that just kind of shoots up when they start uh, really getting good at interviewing. Number five, you want to shift into a different career, but you either don't know what that new career field should be or you don't know how to gain access into that new field. And so a career coach is likely going to give you some assessments. I use the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator and the Strong Interest Inventory. Other coaches may use the DISC um, or any number of other things to help sort through that. And then combine that with career coaching to really help you not only identify the new path that you want to go on, but help you get started on it. Number six, if you're someone who knows that you need accountability and support throughout your job search, I, um, if you guys listened to the episode a few ones back where I interviewed Lauren um, Gerard, that's an old client of mine, one of the things she said, or the thing that she said was the most useful of the coaching package that she bought with me was the accountability. So having somebody to come back to and say, okay, here's what's working, here's what's not working, how do we recalibrate this job search? And also, here's how I, you know, this is what I did or didn't do relative to the goals that I set for myself the last time we met. So it's that accountability piece, you know, holding me to what I say I want to do. And then the support helped me problem solve the issues that I run into during my job search. Number seven, you just need to talk to a professional about whether the timing is right to launch a job search. So I will have folks come to me who will say, it's not now, this is not the time, or maybe I don't know if it's the time, but I really want to look at all the things that are going on with work, with my current job, with my personal life, with my finances, with my relationships, my family, whatever it is, and I'm gonna, I want to strategize, so I don't want to just leave this to a future date, I want to look for a job sometime in the future, I want to set a date around it, and I need help putting all these pieces together to determine based on you know everything that's going on in my life and kind of when it's a good time to job search and when I hope to be in a new job and I'll put all that together in a blender and figure out when I need to start a job search. And then number eight, another and final reason, and there, there are many others, these were the eight that I wanted to offer you guys tonight. So you want to seek an internal promotion and you want an expert to help you plan and execute an effective strategy. I've actually got a client right now who is at the senior director level wants to get to the VP level with his company. And that's what we're doing. So he's actually going into his company with a couple of options for uh, job descriptions that he sees that he would fill a great need in the company that would be a good fit for his skills. And he wanted a resume. Um, that's actually what I'm doing with him is resume writing, but we're doing a little coaching kind of on the side. But a resume that is specifically targeted to that. So it's an internal job search, but it's not really a job search because there's no job posted. He's not competing with anybody else. So it really affected how I positioned him in his resume. And then he's going to present them with a couple of options for 
where he sees himself going. So that's number eight. You want to seek an internal promotion and you need help in kind of how to do that. So those are eight possible reasons that you might want a, a career coach. Now, if I were looking for a career coach, here are the steps I would go through. So I had to really put myself in you guys' shoes without the, the knowledge that I have and the experience that I have. So the first thing that I would want to do is get really clear on exactly what kind of help I want. And I talked about this in episode 89 where I talk about life coaching versus career coaching. But, you know, if you put a very vague request out there, whether you're asking your friends for recommendations or you're, you know, going on LinkedIn and trying to find coaches, if you don't know exactly what kind of help you need, it's going to be very difficult to, you know, hone in on the right options for you, right? They could be wonderful coaches, but if they don't coach in the space that you need help in, they're probably not going to be able to serve you as much as you need. So you want to know, you know, do you need a job search expert? Do you need a career management expert? Do you need somebody who, you know, has a program that's like, a, like I mentioned earlier, a job search program? Do you need a life coach who's going to help you work on your thoughts about your current job or thoughts about your marketability, thoughts about your dreams and, you know, helping them come, come true? So really, what is it that I need help with? Getting really super clear on that, setting that intention. I am going to find the best coach who does X that's just hugely important. So that's first and foremost. That's step number one. And as I talked about in episode number 89, um, you know, someone like me who kind of marries life coaching and career coaching does the thought work with you and also the strategies and tactics, maybe that's what you need. So you don't really need one or the other. You need a combination of both. So number two, the second thing I would do is I would engage my network. So I would have conversations. I'm going to have to think about you know, my current situation, who can I let know about the fact that I'm looking, who do I need to keep that from for now, who can I be honest and open with, and then I'm going to have conversations with them about referrals for a career coach, right? So I'm probably not going to post a thing on Facebook and say, hey, I'm looking for a new job, I need a career coach, but I'm going to think about who are the people in my, in my space who I could be honest with and ask that about. Many of my clients come to me through referrals, and so I think that's a great way. You know, if you see someone in your life who has been very successful and their career has navigated it effectively, it's quite possible that they have a career coach in their corner. And so they're going to not only be able to give you, you know, a name and a maybe a price range, but they're also going to say, this is what it's like to work with this individual. This is what my experience was with them. And conversely, you could also do an online search. So you could go on LinkedIn, do a search, and then go to your network and say, hey, do you know this person? Do you have an experience? Maybe even see how they're connected on LinkedIn. Who do I know that's connected to this person? And I can reach out to them and see what their experience has been. Third thing I would do is my homework, right? So I'm going to look on this coach's LinkedIn profile, and I'm going to look on the coach's website to see, for example, you know, we're looking at LinkedIn and really the website too. How is their style, right? Do I feel like I'm being drawn in, like it's a comfortable place for me to hang out? Do I like the way they write? Now, granted, especially with a coach, they may not have written this thing. But hopefully, whoever did write it, wrote it in a way that is like how that coach speaks. So do I like it, right? If I'm having trouble following their LinkedIn profile, 
or what they're saying on their website, what would make me think that I would have a real coherent conversation with them in a coaching situation, I would really understand what they want. So I want to be able to identify with the way they speak, what they say, kind of the feel of their LinkedIn profile, the feel of their website. Does all of this draw me in or kind of turn me off? And then I'm also going to be looking at their LinkedIn profile for the recommendation. So if you don't know what that is, you have the opportunity to ask people that you're already connected with on LinkedIn to write a recommendation for you. It is it is a written referral. Um, and, and I've talked about how to do that on other profiles. If you don't know how to do that, you can reach out to me and I'll be glad to walk you through it. But these are so beneficial. So I have over 50 of these on my LinkedIn profile. And I think they're super powerful. So when someone's trying to decide between me and another career coach or another resume writer, they can go down there and they can read what many, many other clients have said about the experience of working with me and the results they got from working with me. And so you want that same thing um, from these potential career coaches. So what did these other clients say was the experience of working with this career coach? And I also think in, in terms of the re recommendations on LinkedIn, I want to see that they're talking about this person's professionalism, right? So you can be a really great coach, but if you're showing up late or you're kind of out of breath when you come on the coaching calls or distracted or driving for heaven's sakes, that's not professionalism. So I want to know that they're really good at their craft. They're great coaches, but I also want to know that they're professional business people. All right, number four, the next thing I would do then is I've narrowed it down. Maybe I've picked one that I'm really interested in. Maybe I've got it down to two or three. Now I want to schedule a free consult call. And most, most coaches are going to offer this somewhere between 20 minutes and an hour. Mine are 30 minutes long. And so you should be able to, from their website, schedule a call or at least let them know that you want to schedule a call. Um, I, you know, I have an online, I've talked to you about it, I put it in the show notes, I have an online scheduler. A lot of career coaches have that as well. But if not, you can at least say, hey, can I get on your calendar for a consult? And what you want to see in that consult, obviously you want to feel connected to this individual. You want to feel heard by this individual. You want to feel that this individual understands your problem and can help you with your problem. I also think that you want a, an organized program. So one of the things that coaches are trained to do, and in, in fact, I'm going through a program right now that's helping me to refine my consultation process, you want them to take you through a process, right? This should not just be an open, hey, Q&A, chit-chat kind of thing. I think that that's an indicator of what the coaching experience would be like. If it's not structured in the consult, it probably won't be structured in the coaching sessions either. So you want someone who's going to take you kind of from point A to point B, who st starts by saying, this is what we're going to do in this call, and is really leading you through it. You're not in control of this thing. That's a good thing. You don't want to be in control of your own coaching and you don't want to be in control of your own consult call. You want the coach to take you through a process and get some kind of result from that, the end of that 30 minutes, that 20 minutes, that hour. The other thing I want to say about the consult is that the purpose of the consult from the coach's perspective is they're giving you value ahead of time. So before you've ever paid a penny to them, or maybe you never pay a penny to them, 
they are giving you tremendous value. So from their perspective, that's what they should be doing is giving you as much as they possibly can in that time frame. And at the end of the consult call, you can reasonably expect that the coach is going to say, okay, here's what it would look like to work with me. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do group coaching. Here's the package. Here's what it entails. Here's how much it costs. What questions do you have? So that is a reasonable expectation. You know, if you're, if they're giving you 20, 30, 60 minutes of their time, then they reasonably expect that you're at least possibly going to buy from them and that you would want to know the specifics of that. The next thing I would do is I would pay attention to my gut, right? So coaches don't have to be bad in order for the two of you to just not connect, right? You just don't click. So there really should be some magic. You should feel super excited after that consult call. I'm, I'm excited. I'm nervous, from, I'm, I'm nervous because I'm excited. I really can't wait to see what happens. And so that should be your experience. And if it just feels kind of blah, feels lackluster, doesn't feel like there's any energy around it on either end, that's probably a good indication that that's not the right coach for you. And I would definitely not go with a coach that you're not super excited about. So, you know, if you narrowed it down to three coaches, you have three consults, you don't love any of them, don't think any of them are right ones for you, don't pick, you know, the best of the three. If all three of them are a, a poor fit for you, go back to the drawing board. The next thing I want to say is that price isn't everything. Price is a consideration. Absolutely. Money is a real thing and you have bills. I know this. But I don't want you to, you know, I'm always a little bit reticent to answer. In fact, I don't usually answer. When people reach out to me, people that I've never met, um, you know, we've never had a consult and they, they reach out and they immediately say, how much does it cost to whatever it is they need? And that tells me that they are commodity based, right? They're trying to find the best price for whatever it is they need. And that's just not how this world works. So I do want to give you some, some guidelines, right? There are coaches out there that will coach for free. Oftentimes they have just completed their certification and they are required to get a certain number of hours in before they complete and actually get the certification. So understand that if you get that situation, and I've taken advantage of a few of those, um, but you are getting a, a brand new baby coach who is still working out the process and, and understanding how to coach. So if there's a lot on the line, I probably, I don't know, I might still do the, fifth, the free one, but I don't know that I wouldn't expect it to be the answer. There are coaches out there charging $50. I don't know how they live, how they survive. I think a lot of them might be either not depending on their coaching income or maybe they have another job and they're just coaching on the side. But $50 an hour is, is really low. And so what I would say is, if they meet all the other criteria that I've mentioned ahead of here, ahead of this one, and it's only $50, then, you know, maybe give it a try. But don't just immediately go to, oh, they're only $50, I need to go with this one. The other thing I want to say about the, about kind of hourly rates is that you're not paying for an hour of coaching. You know, nobody ever like, hey, I really just want to buy an hour of coaching. You're paying for a result. And so getting back to that kind of coach leading the consult, you want the coach to be the expert to say, here's what you need. I call it a prescription. I tell you I'm going to prescribe for you, and then I tell you what is in your best interest. I usually give the client at least two options, a more affordable price one and the one that really would give them everything they need. But I'm not just going to say, hey, what do you want? Because that's, that's why you're coming to me. You want to know 
what I can do for you and what, what it'll take to get you where you want to go and how much does that cost. So here's, here are some sites. I visited four sites to get kind of ranges on career coaching and here were the, the amounts. So the first site I went to, they said, you know, new coaches, 50 to $75 an hour. So I get that totally. You're brand new. Average for more experienced coaches is 100 to $500 an hour. I do know coaches who charge well in excess of $1,000 an hour. Um, and you're really getting up into the executive ranks with kind of the name brand coaches at that point. But I think 100 to $500 per hour is, is spot on. The second site I went to said that their research, the average, the average um, price that a, a career coach was charging per hour was $270, and the range was $75 to $497. So again, still very similar to the first site. The third site just gave a range of $50 to $250, and the fourth site said the average was $100 with a range of $100 to $150. That was really low for a range. I, want, I thought you might be interested in what I charge, so in complete disclosure. And again, I'm never selling anybody an hour of coaching. You know, rarely, if I have a client who comes back to me who's worked with me and they're like, hey, I need a touch-up, yeah, I will. But I'm not going to sell a new client an hour of coaching because we're not going to get anywhere in an hour. But I wanted to give you an idea of kind of what my programs equate out to in terms of hourly rates. So... When I'm working with folks in the first 10 years of their career, so I consider them early, kind of entry-level professionals, early career, I'm charging $150 an hour. My mid-level professionals, it's $250 an hour, so they're kind of 11 years out through director level. And if they're in the executive level, it's $350 an hour. These ranges that I've given you both for my coaching and for these other sites that I went to, that's all for one-on-one -on -one coaching. That's going to be the most expensive way to get coaching where you're getting one-on-one -on -one time with a coach. Group coaching programs will typically be less expensive and there are some fabulous ones out there. Just know that you're not going to get the one-on-one -on -one attention. So the trade-off is that you get kind of the group dynamic you get you get to see the other people in the group get coached and you get to watch them be coached. And sometimes that's really more useful than being coached yourself. But just know that it's a very different format. So you want to get clear on, okay, for this program, is this a group coaching program? Is this a one-on-one -on -one coaching program? What am I getting exactly? And then you have to know yourself well enough to know which one of these scenarios is, is best for you. The other thing I wanted to talk about in um, my programs, so I've got a land, what's called Land Your Dream Job program for my entry-level folks, is $295. So it's a four-session program. So whatever that comes out to per hour, but it is a group. It's a small group, no more than six people in it, but there is a group. And then my two-session interview coaching session, so two hours of interview coaching in a group session, maximum six people, $225. So hopefully that gives you an idea about the the coaching piece, the, the career coaching piece. So now we want to shift gears into the resume writing, which it gets a little bit muddier, I'm afraid. So as I did with the career coaching, I want to start with why you would want a professional resume writer. Keep in mind, again, this is not a regulated industry. I'm going to talk about the primary certification tools that are out there and so what you can kind of look for. Uh, but just know that 
that in and of itself is not going to give you the answer to your question about how qualified this person is. The nice thing about resume writing is that you can and should see examples of their work and that's where the magic is in terms of this is the product that they're putting out. Here are the, num here are the five important reasons that I think you want to hire a resume writer. First and foremost today, it's the ATS, the Applicant Tracking System that reads your resume before a human does. You're not expected to know how to format a resume for an ATS. There's a lot of information out there, but ATSs are evolving, it's technology. I go to classes kind of every time they're offered when there's a big shift in ATS technology because I wanna know, okay, what does this mean for my practice of resume writing? How do I change what I give my clients, what I deliver to them based on what's happening with the technology? So you need to have a resume that is formatted the right way, the words are in the right place, the words are there, and you want to make sure that there's no hazards that are kind of keeping your resume from getting scored high enough. Again, you're not expected to know that, and so that's one of the things that is valuable about having a professional resume writer. The second thing I wanted to say is you probably don't do your own taxes or fix your own plumbing, unless you're a plumber or an accountant, right? So I, I'm fascinated by the way people will hire professionals for so many other things that really, when you think about it, have much less you know, downside and implications. There's much less danger, and yet they go alone on their own resume. I just got a resume today from an, a dear old friend that I've known since we were in high school together and he's just gotten laid off after, I think, 30 years at the same company. And he said, would you take a look at my resume? I said, sure. It was, it was terrible, it was terrible. I would not want him to send that out and anybody to see that. I would not want that to be the representation of, you know, of him as a professional. Number three, your resume should be a marketing document. So what I see, I know what your resume looks like unless I wrote it or another professional wrote it. I know what it looks like now. It is not a marketing document. It is a static data sheet. It is, here's where I worked, here were my job duties, lather, rinse, repeat. And even if you got that part right, it's very difficult to, you know, assess yourself objectively and look at what are my strengths, what are my brand attributes, and how do I present that in a way that is going to be compelling? Because what we're trying to do with that resume is get an interview, right? And we want to have the most compelling document possible to compel employers to call us for an interview. So unless you know how to make a resume into a marketing document, a, me a resume that is a marketing document, you need help. Number four, I think is super important, and I know this from my clients, is the added benefits of a resume writer. So the gentleman that I mentioned earlier, um, we're working on his resume for an internal new position that they would create for him at the VP level or senior director level divisional VP, something like that. And I'm coaching him all the way through. He's like, what, you know, what do you see when you look at me? Like, what do you think my, what are your observations about how, you know, I look on paper? And um, I have clients who will ask a question about interviewing while we go through this process. One of the, the pieces of feedback that I get most often from my clients after we go through the interview intake process is that they feel so much more prepared for the interview. And they, oftentimes they don't even realize it until after they've had their interview. That's, a, that's by design. I'm helping you to bring up all of your achievements throughout your, the last 15 years or so of your career so that you're gonna be ready for the interview, so double duty. So I think that there's tremendous value in the wisdom of an experienced resume writer as you go through the process, particularly if they're 
if their process is set up so that you're getting a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with them like I do with my clients. Number five, fifth one, I think the confidence piece cannot be understated. So I think one of the biggest benefits my clients get from me working with me is seeing themselves through my eyes. I often get the comment when they get their resume, they say, I would hire this person. I recently worked with a woman who is transitioning industries and moving um, to another part of the state. She lives in Florida and she, she got her resume and we got on a call uh, to kind of clean things up and, and, you know, perfect her resume. And she said, I look like a stud. <laughs> and I said, you are a stud. I just put it on paper in a way that you never could. So I think that the, the confidence that comes from seeing yourself through someone else's eyes, especially a, an expert and a professional like me, I think is invaluable. So let's talk about this credentials piece, all right? So again, they might have credentials, they might not, and which credentials should they have? And, and really what's more important is what do their examples look like? But I do want you to know. So if I walk you back through the process I went through, Back in 2009, I had decided that I wanted to become a certified resume writer, and I reached out to one of the two kind of rock stars in the resume writing industry. If you looked at the books in the shelf at your local bookstore, her name would be on probably more than half of the books. And the reason that I chose, uh, I, I, what I went to her with was, which one of these credentials should I get? I'm so confused. And the reason that I chose the ACRW, which is Academy Certified Resume Writer, was because it was the only certification that had coursework. And it was very rigorous coursework. So we met um, via phone for, I don't remember how many weeks. I want to say it was like eight weeks. And then I had to do, I think it was three or five writing projects that had to be turned in for evaluation. And then I had to take a test in there somewhere that was super hard. It was like grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, all that kind of stuff. Because of that, I got really good at the details and, and I knew the right way to do things. And keep in mind that at the time I got my certification, I had nearly 20 years of experience in college career services. I had been teaching resume writing for two decades. I had been writing resumes for clients on the side for two decades. And I thought when I went into that certification, if anybody ought to know how to write a resume, it's me, right? So, but I just want to get a little bit better. Or I want I want to be super confident. I already know this stuff. I'm going to go through these other um, certifications and the other ones, uh, they will have you take a test. Some of them will have you submit examples of resumes that you've written, but there is no education component. And I did double check that before I, as I was preparing the notes for this session to make sure that was still the case, and it is. So the most common one is CPRW. So if you see that on, on people, it's the Certified Professional Resume Writer. That's the most common one, not because it's better or because it's you know higher or anything like that. It's just I think they market it more maybe and it's very prevalent. So you'll see a lot of people with CPRW. NCRW is Nationally Certified Resume Writer. Um, and that's again, another one that does not require coursework. The ACRW is the one that I have that requires the coursework. And then I have the next step in the above the ACRW, which is the Master Resume Writer. There are 23 of us at the last time I looked um, of us on the planet. And so I have the MRW designation as well. So that gives you a little bit of kind of the alphabet soup of resume writers. So what are, if you're looking for resume writer, here are the steps I would go through. Number one, I would search for credentialed resume writer on LinkedIn. I actually did that and a lot of people came up. 
Um, I, you can also do resume writer, um, resumes, you know, kind of play around with it and see what you get. And then I want you to review those profiles. Keep in mind that chances are, if they're a resume writer, they have written their LinkedIn profile. I've gotten feedback from a lot of clients who've come to me to say, I was shocked at how many people who were resume writers whose LinkedIn profiles I went on and their LinkedIn profiles were poor. So I think that's a really good indication. It should be a high quality LinkedIn profile. The writing ability, the sentence structure, the usage of you know punctuation, all that stuff. And if it's not your thing, if you're like clueless about punctuation and sentence structure, then look, get somebody who is good at those things to look at that and give you an honest evaluation. Then I would pick my top three to five and go to their website and I wanna see you know, what's their process like? Who do they work with? You know, am I in their target market? Do they do they specialize in some field or some level that is not me? Or, or would they, you know, would they want to work with me? Would they be good at working with me? The other thing you want to look for on their website is samples of their work. And what I want you to keep in mind with these samples is that these should be the best representations of their work. I happened to be on somebody's LinkedIn profile recently, and, and he was connected. He, I think he reached out to me and asked me to connect with him. And he wasn't a resume writer, but I saw that he was connected to this other resume writer. And so I thought, well, I'm just for, you know, giggles, I'm going to go on this guy's LinkedIn profile. And from there, I went to his website. And he had all these resume samples on there. And I stopped after the first resume that I looked at that had 23 errors in it. Now, I'm not talking about my opinion there were 23 errors, in fact, in terms of punctuation, grammar, sentence structure, all of those kind of things that, are, that there is a right and a wrong answer to. I was appalled. So again, if that's not your strength and you're looking at these samples and like, okay, they look all right to me, get somebody who knows the difference between a semicolon and a colon and an M dash and an N dash and possessive and plural and those things matter and if you're giving your resume to somebody like me because I'm kind of anal about this stuff it's going to matter a bunch. The next thing I want you to do is set up consults with the top contenders so whether you've narrowed it down to one, two, three I want you to get on the phone with them and as with the coaches they're probably going to have a process that they're going to walk you through. I want you to pay attention to how connected you feel to this individual. Do you feel like they understand you? Do they get your you know, the field that you're in, do they get the career goals that you have for yourself? I wanted you to know that most resume writers operate from one of two models. They're either going to provide you with a questionnaire to get all the information that they need, and then there may be a call kind of later, or they're going to gather all your information by a phone call. So there's no right or wrong answer there. I actually use both of those depending on the level that you're at um, and the package that you've purchased. But if you have a strong preference, because I have Usually, if it's a strong preference, my clients have a strong preference for doing it on the phone. They don't want to write it down. They're not good writers. They don't want to take the time. I have also had clients who are like, you know, I just think I need to think about this. Give me a questionnaire. Let me write it down. And so it doesn't matter. You just need to know which one is going to work better for you and find a writer who will work that way. And as with the career coaching, price isn't everything, but I wanted to give you some guidelines. So there are some general rule of, rules of thumb in terms of how much you should expect to pay for a resume writer. A half to 1% of your annual salary is a good rule of thumb. So, and, but, that, but I think there's definitely a bottom floor to this. 
So if you're expecting, you know, you're right out of college and you want a $50,000 job and you'd really like a resume writer, you should expect that it's going to be about four to $500 for the resume alone. I don't recommend hiring someone who's charging $199, $299. I'm a, $399, that's basically $400. Okay, I'll buy that one. But anything less than that, and they are not going to spend enough time on your project to make it worth your money. It's not going to be a significant improvement over what you could do on your own. You want to put some money into this if you really want results. So if you expect to make $100,000, you can expect to pay, you know, $500 to $1,000. That would be a half percent to 1% of your annual income. So again, if you think it's going to cost $50 to get a resume, you're just wrong. You're not going to get quality at that point. So that gives you some ideas of what to expect. So I wanted to wrap it up with kind of five questions to ask yourself. And these questions can go with the coaching piece and the resume writing piece. So number one, is what I'm doing getting me the results I want? Is the job search I'm doing? Is the resume I'm using? Am I getting the results I want? Number two, on a scale of one to 10, how motivated am I really to getting the results I want? So yeah, it's easy for me to say what I want, but how motivated am I really to getting the results I want? Number three, is getting the results I want enough of a priority that I'm willing to put money into getting those results? How much money am I willing to invest? Look and take an honest look. Now, not all career coaches and not all resume writers are going to have their prices on their website. I don't, um, although I am going to be changing that in the very near future. So you're not going to necessarily know how much they cost before you get on the phone with them, but you should be expecting to put out a few to several hundred dollars, depending on what you need. Uh, if you have $50, you know, don't, don't, honestly, don't waste the time of your time or their time to get on the phone with them. Next question, is now the best time for me to invest the money into getting the results I want, or are there things going on in my personal or professional life that make it a good idea to wait? I've had clients who've had to put their project on hold because they, you know, they picked a terrible time to get on to get on a coaching agreement or to get a resume with me. They didn't have any spare time because I have to have some of their time. I have to have them on the phone with me for coaching. They have homework to do. If it's a resume, I need the information from them. I need them to review the documents, all of those things. And if you're super, super busy at work or you've got a medical emergency or a family emergency, it's probably not a good time to put that money out because you're not going to be able to get the results you want. And then if you decide to wait, I think it's important to decide on when you're going to be ready to move forward as best you can, given whatever the circumstances are. Look at when can I, I want to move forward. I want a new job. I, I want this to happen. So when can I afford the money and the time to do it? And then finally, if I'm ready to get help now, what are my first three steps? So I'm thinking, you know, take all this information that I've given you, kind of put it into the blender and figure out, you know, is it somebody I need to speak to next? Is there some research I need to conduct? Do I need to go to my, you know, my bank, my finances and figure out what I can afford to put on the charge card or on whatever to pay for services? You know, who do I need to talk to to get a referral? Like all those things, like come up with at least your, your first three steps, because I can tell you 
that will give you for forward momentum and that will feel very empowering. So I highly recommend that you map out and write down what those first three steps are gonna be and give specific dates, times to those steps. Well, I knew this was gonna be a long one, you guys, cause I had like eight pages of notes. <laughs> I'm not at all passionate about this topic, can you tell? So I hope this has been helpful food for thought. As, as always, you can shoot me an email. That's Lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. Hey, I need more five-star reviews and more reviews on, on uh, iTunes so I can read them and for uh, future episodes. So hook me up and uh, check me out on social media, Exclusive Career Coaching, uh, Lisa.Edwards on Instagram, and definitely connect up with me as many of you are on LinkedIn. I'm super easy to find on LinkedIn and uh, I look forward to seeing you next week, guys. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.